you know, I thought a lot about how I wanted to s- open these things. We could we could go with the classic, what's up guys, back again, with, or something a little more mellow, like, good afternoon, welcome to the next installment of my podcast. But, you know, overthinking and all that, it's just, it's, it's not worth the hassle. So that along with other things, I've decided to just kind of wing it, see where we go. And that's kind of how I'm going to approach all the episodes. I think um, this is something that I've wanted to do for a while and I haven't really known how to get it started. And honestly, I think the only thing stopping me was some good uh, equipment because we can't be having a podcast with the TikTok mic in your mouth audio. Nobody wants to listen to that. Um, But yeah, basically what I want to do with this first episode is just kind of give some background into my, not just my life, but, you know, the things that kind of led up to me starting this and, and, you know, kind of taking this jump. Um, A year ago, it's not something I would have been like, oh yeah, you know, I'll just start a podcast for the heck of it. I'm not very good at, you know, sharing things publicly. I'll certainly be all about some one-on-one conversation, but as far as my activity online goes it's never something I really take seriously and I kind of got to asking myself you know why is that the case why can't I engage with different topics different people in a serious manner on these platforms and it's something I've thought about a lot um, and I think a lot of that has changed through the COVID pandemic which has been transformative to say the least for many of us whether for better or for worse um, but yeah, I, I think the pandemic along with other things has slowly kind of pushed me in this direction of taking a leap of faith. I'd say, um, I'm not really doing this for an audience. I'm not doing it for monetization. I'm not doing it as a joke really. Um, although I would enjoy if I were to be able to have some fun. That was a weird sentence. I didn't like the way that sounded, but it doesn't really matter. Um, so basically, I just want to kind of go through what I've been up to recently, um, whether you're interested or not. That's just kind of the natural direction I see this starting with because, you know, there are loads of people I've kept somewhat in touch with over the years, but it'd be a bit of a shell shock if I just jumped into how kind of psychotic I am in regards to uh, talking about certain things. So a little background for those who either have no idea who I am or know me somewhat or know me very well and are like, finally, he's doing this. Holy, I can't swear. I didn't I didn't put this as, I was about to say holy S word, but I'm going to try to keep it clean for the families. So stop me. Um, I guess... We could start last summer. Um, it's about to be 2022. That's fun. Not terrifying in any sense whatsoever. Um, so last summer, we started off the fall in online school. I believe everybody was doing school online at that point. We were still in the swing of things. And, you know, I was I was ready for it. And I was going into a, a one-year apartment lease with some friends in Boston and uh, Boston. I almost I said it like that on accident, honestly. 
Um, and I was excited. I was ready. I was going to, you know, do the school, whether it's from my bedroom, whatever. And I had this hope that by springtime, um, you know, we'd be back in person, back in class, getting our money's worth. But that's a whole other topic. We're not going to get into that. We've just been getting scammed for years. Anyways, um, long story short, fall term sucked. I got good grades, but who didn't? Because you could cheat on everything. Not that I cheated. Don't condone cheating. But, you know, when it's there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't struggle with school, but it, I struggled with the prospect of never leaving my apartment for anything other than whether it's exercise, going for a walk, going, I mean, you couldn't really go out comfortably at that point still. Um, the amount of COVID scares we had was ridiculous. I'm sure everyone's experienced that, but I just got really fed up with it. And I kind of was dreading the next term and, you know, things at the apartment were fine. My, my roommates were great. You know, everyone's got issues here and there, but I was really not keen on spending an entire another term doing school from my bedroom, which is how it turned out it was going to be. I really, really was holding out hope that we'd get to go back in class, do the whole in-person stuff, clubs, whatever. Um, but that wasn't going to happen. So I made a difficult decision. Probably it was probably one of my first, you know, big question my life decisions because up to this point it was it was high school it was college college acceptance application all that fun stuff and then just kind of going through the grind I hate that I just use that word um but just doing doing my business for god it was second half of sophomore year 2020 that's crazy that was the last time we were in class so up to that point it was just doing my thing and kind of going where I was pointed or where I thought I should be going. And it just really didn't feel right around like Christmas time. Um, I started really contemplating like, do I, do I want to do this again? Do I want to pay tuition? Do I want to keep paying rent, not leaving my apartment? So basically like everything that I was doing, paying probably close to fourteen, fifteen thousand $15,000 for the whole year, out of my pocket for this apartment on top of uh, tuition and living costs in a city which are not merciful. Um, and I just really didn't want to do it. And and one of my good friends I was living with um, also felt the same way. And I made the decision to stop school, take a break. Didn't really know how I was going to go about doing that. Um, at first, I was just going to not register and then see what happens. But I've, it's not really the best path to take. Um, so I formally removed myself from registration. And right away, I just got on Indeed, started looking for jobs. And at this point, I was kind of like living a fever dream. Like, I'm in an apartment with my friends in the city, not doing school. So I'm kind of, I was in a very, like, limbo state. Um, and it was weird cause all my friends, save for a couple were still doing school and they were going through the online and like, I kept questioning like, you know, like, should I have done that? Um, am I copping out? 
are they are they going to be better set because they didn't stop? Am I going to lose my drive? All these questions running through my head. Um, and I was really doubting it a lot, but also I couldn't deny the, the sense of freedom and like liberation that I had with not being living at home, procrastinating assignments that I didn't want to do that didn't feel relevant because I'm taking environmental science classes from a computer talking about public health and environmental degradation while just consuming carbon to power my laptop battery and feed my, you know, undying boredom, hunger, all that good stuff. Um, I got to stop. I feel like I'm going to say all that good stuff, like countless times throughout the course of these podcasts. So we're going to try to avoid it, but it is what it is. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. So I hopped on indeed job searching website for those of you who don't know. Um, and I just started firing out applications at this point. I have pretty much only worked in a restaurant. Um, sorry, I'm listening to classical music and I forgot that it's coming through my headphones. I'm sitting in a spinny chair, listening to some classical in my sweatpants, pajamas. It's good. We're relaxing. Um, but I hopped on indeed and I literally just applied to anything that like pretty much had restaurant in the title. Cause honestly I had tried some other things that seemed interesting and new, but I couldn't really be asked to start a new industry or learn something new. So I wanted something that I could at least have some knowledge basis in. So a couple, not even a couple days, like within the next 24 hours, um, someone got back to me about, um, the, the job title was restaurant team member at a place called dig, which my friend Dalton had showed me and it's phenomenal. It's really good food. It's like fast casual, but oh my God, it, it makes you love vegetables. Uh, so yeah, that speaks for itself. Um, so I was kind of like skeptical. I didn't really know what team member meant. I didn't really know what working there would look like. Um, but the guy reached out to me. I did a little phone interview with him. Um, and then he's offered me to come in check the place out and I go in check the place out. It's a kitchen job, like full on kitchen. I'd be like a kitchen grunt, working a grill, working an oven cleaning, like all that stuff. No, no customer service whatsoever. I mean, there's a little bit, but not at the point that I'd be starting, which is, I was used to the customer service and I kind of had that down, but I'd never really worked in a kitchen. Um, so that was, that was the scary aspect of it. But long story short, um, I worked there for about six months and that was from, let's see, like February to June. Wasn't doing school, just working full time, minimum 40 hours a week. And it would be like four days a week, really late nights. I'd work minimum like 10 hour shift. Sometimes I clocked 11, 12 hours Um, and by the time I left there, I was like a shift manager, sous chef. Um, I was like, uh, plotting out the schedules and stuff. So I spent, I, I spent a lot of time there, basically lost my social life. Um, but it paid off. I was making good money. I was keeping my rent up. Um, and I was living stress-free outside of work. Um, which when you're doing school, you kind of never live stress-free unless you're responsible enough to do your assignments on time, which I am not. So I was loving the fact that I could just go home, be off the clock, and then 
relax and not worry about it. Um, however, getting home at 1230 in the morning and then having to wake up and leave at 9am the next day isn't entirely stress-free, but you know, it's better than staying up until the entire night doing an essay or something. So honestly, while the first month was terrible, uh, it was good. I was enjoying it. Uh, my social life was lacking a bit, but financially I was kicking ass. Pardon my French. That's not really explicit. I don't think I would disagree with anyone who says that that is a swear word. Um, but anyways, so yeah, this job was extremely eye-opening for me. And I would say the biggest lesson that I learned um, for just, you know, big picture life stuff was that I could have dropped out of school and spent all my time at this job and stayed with the company and then got promoted and then five, ten years down the road I could be close to or running my own chain or my own like uh, franchise of this of this place. It was something that was highly possible and something that I was kind of prodded to look into by my by my higher ups and it was really, really eye opening because it was something I was good at. I didn't really stress by the time I was, you know, comfortable at the job and I was making good money and I was thinking to myself like, wow, my entire life leading up to this point has been centered around like, I need to do school. I need to get, get school done quickly so I can get a good job. So yeah, I realized I could, I could drop out of school now and my life would be intact. So that was the biggest thing. It was always like, you know, if you don't do school, your life gets derailed and no one explicitly ever tells you that. Um, but it's kind of really heavily implied from the time that you are building your identity, like 12, 13, 14, whatever, like from middle school, I didn't go to public middle school. So my story is a bit different, but I'm pretty sure you're, you're getting college drilled into your brain from a very young age. And here I was in the midst of it realizing, Oh, I could be totally fine without this. And that was really eye-opening for me. And the the people I met at this job were different from anyone I'd ever been around in my life for, for an extended period of time. Um, there was a lot of different languages being spoken, different cultures, people from different countries. English wasn't their first language. Um, and I got really close to these people, and they shared a lot of stories, and it just opened my eyes to all the different life tracks that there are the um, the the ways in which you can shape yourself to be successful despite your circumstance and that was you know it, it's something that's kind of obvious but in life you can't really get the full meaning of something that someone maybe tells you or that you read until you actually experience it for yourself so this was the first time for me that I've, I've, I was able to strike down my belief that school was the key to my success. And I learned the important substitution that like my own motivation, my own self application to what I'm doing is the key to success. Um, I was, I was at this place for a very short time and I got promoted quickly given there were, there were a lot of employee issues at that time. Nobody wanted to work. There were tons of call-outs, no-shows, people got let go left and right, people were just sitting on unemployment, so it was a very weird time for the job market as well, so I had to face a lot of issues with that. Um, 
but I had good relationships with my managers and I learned a lot from them. And it really just showed me like, wow, these people can, you know, build their career around a love of food. The guy that hired me was, you know, he was interesting to say the least. Um, very nice, but like very rough around the edges, very like, don't mess with him type. But he is like world renowned chef. Um, I never heard of him, but that's what he claims. So I'm not going to doubt it. But another guy I worked for has like, he's like, Oh, uh, yeah, I got connections with some guy overseas, like some other famous chef. And it was just a big world that I was kind of entering into, but without going too deeply into that, um, I was really done with the job by the time I left. I was like, everything was changing a lot. The management changed, the people changed and it was summer was coming around. I had no social life. So, um, and at the time too, uh, I was planning on going abroad for the upcoming fall. And so I was sorting that out and, and kind of realizing that while it's nice to have freedom from school and stuff, this job was arguably, more trapping by the time I left. Cause it was just, I wasn't really getting anything out of it. I had gotten the most I could and I was just working a lot and I was ready to be done. So I quit, went home, started working on my OG job, taco restaurant, Kid Remain, local Cocos tacos, best, best on the seacoast of anything, not biased, but it's the best. Um, so I started working there again. That's I've been there since I was 17. Um, so that's a place I knew well. I could work close to home, make money, enjoy myself. And at this point, I was on track to go to London in the fall. And that was a big, big, big kind of life, big life decision number two. We'll call it that. And this is something that I kind of always told myself I wanted to do. I always wanted to go abroad. And, you know, a global pandemic tends to put a damper on things like that. But I found a way to make it happen. Things were looking better. Granted, it was the summer. So that's kind of how, how it goes these days. Cold, bad, warm, good. Um, but, yeah, I was doing my second full term outside of my home university, Suffolk. And I was, had no regrets for that. <clears throat> Didn't really miss it at all. Um, I was excited to be back in school and even more excited to be back in school in a place that was unfamiliar. And I flew out to London in early September. I just got back last week, a week ago today. And I wasn't sure if I'd be able to get back for Christmas, given how things are going. Um, but I did. and Everything's good. But without, I know I talked a lot, I, I, I talked in more detail than I wanted to about Diggs. So if I start talking about London, I'm going to go into way too much detail. But I've never been so um, invested in the people around me in a setting. And it was easily one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. And it opened my eyes to a lot, a lot of different things. Um, that, that built on and sharpened the things that I learned previously. And I think that those two things combined have been really, really big perspective changing events in my life in the past calendar year. 
and without them, I think I would be an entirely different person because if I, if I hadn't taken that semester off to work at my kitchen job, um, my school would not have allowed me or would have put in a lot more resistance to me going to London just because when you're a senior, you don't really go abroad, um, for credits transferring and such. So it's not that it was impossible, but it was less likely and, uh, there would have been more obstacles. And I don't know if I've already mentioned this, but I'm very lazy. And that's why these podcasts are going to be very flow of consciousness. I'll not, I'm not going to be writing scripts. I'm not going to be, you know, planning a point A, point B end goal. It's all just going to be kind of off the top. And cause that's, that's what I enjoy listening to. And I hope that it translates well, to say the least. Um, but yeah, London and, some parts of England, um, it, it really sharpened, I know I use that term, it sharpened the person I was becoming and it affirmed a lot of things that I had been kind of thinking about and considering, um, as far as, you know, what to do with my life or, or what I'm expected to do with my life and, and how I should expect other people to play roles in my life. Um, the, the biggest city I've been to aside from London was like, I've never been to New York. So I think it was Chicago. I was there briefly, but Boston isn't entirely the most diverse place. There's got a lot of students there, but it's the closest city I've, I've been to. Um, and it's not really that diverse as far as, you know, different backgrounds and perspectives when compared to a city with over 5 million people. Um, but before I left, a lot of people kind of made jokes like, oh, you're just basically going to America over the seas. And I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, and that turned out to be entirely untrue. I've never been in a setting with so many different people with different backgrounds, different ideas, different beliefs that all seem to just come together and, and, enjoy each other. And I was really, really grateful that I got to be a part of that and witness it and learn from it. Um, it, it's really amazing how locked in we can be to a belief or subscribe to a political idea or, or sure about our, our path in life when there's thousands and millions of people doing something completely different and seemingly getting along just fine. Um, so it was an opportunity for me to look at the people around me and look at myself and say, you know, what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? And for the first time, uh, I was able to answer that question with, without restraints or filters in place, which those restraints and filters involved, you know, getting a degree and, and taking certain steps that I never necessarily decided were the best steps for me. They were just kind of taught in that way. Like, oh, you, you have to get a university education if you want to compete for jobs and you have to do this or that. The amount of people I met doing unique things at unique times in their life, I met first years who were 23. And I it made me look at the fact that I felt a pressure to graduate with my peers because I didn't want to fall behind. But that idea of falling behind is so arbitrary. You're not 
falling behind anything unless you subscribe to the idea that your life path is linear and it's a race that once someone gets ahead of you, catching up is nearly impossible. It's, it's not like that at all. And it's, it's ludicrous to think that. And I did think that for a long time and I'm still dealing with it and, and figuring it out, but I'm so much more comfortable with pursuing the things that I truly want to do rather than pursuing things out of the feeling that they're what's best for me when, when I don't actually feel that they're best for me. And I feel like I've talked to so many people who are really struggling with the things that have kind of been predetermined for them. Like there are loads of people who are not like built to go through university education and get a master's and do all these things. They'll fall behind in those settings and then feel as though something's wrong with them. And it's heartbreaking because the only thing that is broken is the system that they've been put into. Like, we're discouraging young people who are going to be the fabric of our society to look down on themselves if they can't meet a standard set by by corporate jobs or university education classrooms and and the when you, when you take a step back and look at those things they're meaningless and not to say that getting a degree is meaningless i personally would love to get my degree and have that on my belt and you know get get a reward for the time I've put in. But as far as you being valuable and worth something and, and capable of success, these things aren't prerequisites to that. And that's one of the most important things I've learned and that I, I really want to share with people because I think it's something everybody knows, but it's really hard to hold on to that because you're constantly being told that something else is true. Um, that something else is better or more, more ideal and that something else is subscribing to these ideas and platforms and life paths that the United States of America or Western society sets and it was really important for me in my personal journey to go outside of the country and look in rather than looking out from within because you can research things as much as you want but being amongst people who are from all over the world who have something to say about the place you're from is is invaluable because these are unfiltered perspectives like our perception there are loads of people our age my age i'm 21 i guess i'm assuming that everybody that's listening to this knows me um but there are people, a lot of people who think America sucks or they hate America. And, you know, I get behind that. I could, I could, I could discuss that as being very, very valid. But, um, I think the problem isn't as much the country. It's just the ideals that the society has, has emphasized because, how any government or, or economic system works is kind of catering to the wants and needs of the people, which however directly or indirectly they do that, that's ultimately the driving force. So the things that people prioritize are the things that are going to be given to them. And the things that are given to them are the things that they're going to prioritize. So it's just this constant loop of, you know, Oh, I'm getting rewarded for going to college or I'm getting, uh, I'm getting a good feeling from buying this thing or whatever. 
um, it's just gonna it's just gonna keep the loop going. And that's what I just said is kind of another topic of discussion. But back to what I was saying about going outside the borders, um, you get a really unique perspective on there's something else, you know, there, there's a lot of other people living under an umbrella of ideology that's different from the one you're from. And they're people too. And they're going through the same things we go through, like heartbreak, uh, depression, anxiety, struggling with your identity and, and loving yourself and doing all these things. And the issues with those are exacerbated by the culture we live in, in a lot of ways. Um, and the expectations that are put on us by people that we deem worthy of putting expectations on us. And ultimately I, one of the best things that I've experienced is kind of breaking out of that frame of thought and realizing like, Hmm, I'm so I, while I was in London, I was kind of thinking about what I wanted to do when I get back. Um, not really that I wanted to. I kind of wanted to just live in the dream forever and pretend like it wasn't going to go away, but that's not realistic. So I, you know, made a little pro con list. I really didn't want to go back and start school back in Boston. Um, and I talked to some friends about it. I made pro con lists, like really trying to figure it out. And what I kept coming back to was that I don't want to. And it wasn't that I didn't want to because I'm lazy. Yes, I only did a total of like six assignments in England because the education system's different. Again, whole nother topic. But I was was talking to people and thinking about things and reading things and experiencing life in a different way than I ever had before. And the idea of just kind of going back and settling into my old ways sounded terrifying. And it sounded like it would really put a put brakes on the, the path that I'm traveling on. And I didn't want that. And currently, I don't have really any formal decision. I'm going to be living at home. Um, but I probably won't graduate until 2023, which is kind of a daunting idea, but also... I don't really care. And that's liberating to not really care about something that a year ago would have really, really frightened me. And I think that's what, what life's about is getting comfortable with things that are difficult. And this is something that would have been difficult, but really isn't. The decision I made was really easy. And there's some details to bang out, but I trust in that. And I, I, I've learned to kind of trust where my gut takes me. And I think things will work out the way they're supposed to. And I wouldn't have gotten that perspective had I not made some decisions that changed the regularity of my life. Um, I've met a bunch of people almost re-met people that I've went to high school with or, or met in college. And it's really cool to kind of grow up with people, break away, and then come back and see what they're doing. And it's always something so unexpected, I feel like. 
um, I, I, I feel like people could relate to that idea where, you know, you have someone that maybe you weren't best friends with them, but you knew them, you knew of them, you knew kind of what they were up to. And then a few years down the road, they're doing something like shocking. And it's really fascinating and it's really encouraging to see people figuring things out for themselves. Um, cause that's ultimately all we can do. Like I'm doing this podcast in order to share the ideas that I've had and the things that I've learned, um, purely for myself to express it. But I also really hope that I can give people some different outlooks on things, um, or maybe put some things in front of you that you've never really thought about, um, that might've always been there waiting to be thought about. And I've had a few really profound shifts in my worldview that I think have changed my life for the better. And I think things like this, um, just organic thought and conversation and contemplation are really, really essential to figuring out your place in the world and society and your, your surroundings. Um, so before I get too redundant, I guess I'll, I'll stop with my life story there. Um, but as far as this podcast goes, I, I have a bunch of ideas and I don't know how they're going to manifest, but I know that they're things that I want to talk about. And I'm usually the one to really ring out a topic for everything it's worth to the point where the people around me might be a bit annoyed or maybe I'm being a bit of a know-it-all or, or any other colorful word you can think of for that. But this is a means for me to talk about things without any filter, um, that I want to talk about and, and to share some things that I want to share. Cause I kind of mentioned at the beginning how I, I don't have much of an online presence and that's something that I've been okay with, but it's something that I've wanted to get a bit more acquainted with. Cause for a long time I was just like, ah, you know, like social media sucks and I don't want to be part of that, but I'd still, I still use it. I just wouldn't share on it. So I realized that that's kind of a toxic position to take of like labeling something is bad and then using it in a different way than certain people like, so this is going to be my exploration of social media and sharing and, you know, publicizing myself and kind of, you know, it's something new and I would encourage anyone to just do something new. That's what happened a year ago with my new job and it led me on a path that I'm very grateful I stumbled upon. Um, I would love to, pursue some guest conversations throughout the course of this. I've already had people show interest, which is really, really exciting. I've honestly never been so excited for something in my life. That might be an exaggeration, but also it's not because this feels like for anyone who knew me in high school, I spent about two years over the PA system every day. So this is the natural next progression. It just took me a little while to find it. Um, but I'm really excited to have a place to share the things I want to share and hopefully get some feedback and spark some conversations and talk to people. And I, I want to be, I, this is also a way for me to kind of reconnect with people. Um, 
if that can happen, that'd be really cool. I think there's I've I, another thing that I gained over the past year is just like a love for people. Um, and I want to say that at the beginning here because it serves as the kind of underlying tone for a lot of the things I want to talk about, like uh, a fascination, a respect and a love for just people doing their thing and existing the way they exist and like offering themselves to the world. Cause we're all, we're all the same. We're all going through it just in different ways at different times. And you know, if we can just, share the love, appreciate that everyone's going through it, appreciate what they have to say, hear people, and, and engage with them, everything would be better. So, yeah, hoping to get some, some guest speakers on here, maybe some experts in their own right. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that about does it for the intro. I'm not really sure what's been said. I think I kind of like blacked out the entire time I've been talking, but that's just that's how it goes i think uh yeah we'll stop it there for now um i'm gonna start incorporating daily fun facts not daily episode based fun facts they're not gonna have anything to do with what i'm talking about but it's something i did in my flat group chat in england every day i'd send a fun fact not every day i kind of slacked they seem to enjoy it and i regardless i enjoyed finding them and sharing them so this is going to be a roller coaster of topics maybe you'll find them super interesting maybe you'll be like why is he talking about that and not listen which is cool too but tune in for the fun facts at least because there'll be one on every episode um maybe i'll get some sort of musical little jingle intro going i got a kalimba for christmas if you don't know what a kalimba is look it up because i don't know how to explain it but it makes cool sounds so in the interest of me not talking anymore i'm gonna play a song i learned on the kalimba as my outro so here it goes Thank you very much and good night.